Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Megan. Hello. Happy New Year. Wee. 2023. The mm-hmm. year I've thought it's been for the last four or five months. Really? Because I keep thinking like 2023. That's so long away. Oh, no. I'm like 2021 didn't exist. 2022, three and a half years long. 2023, thought you were already here. 2020, RIP. We can't even talk about that. That was just, that was a I mean, they've been dark and they've been progressively getting lighter. But like that was a that was a dark point. It was a a really unknown time. You know, like you just didn't know what was going to happen. No, like and I just like kind of want to go back and like talk to like naive little me who like right before the like quote unquote lockdown, because it's America wasn't like a true lockdown. 
we were planning for Lily's birthday party and it was like we were all going to go stay at this house. And I just remember mm-hmm. like someone being like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this thing is like a real thing. And I got my lashes done. And then suddenly it was like, oh, psych. It's not happening. And then after that, it's just a blur. Whipped coffee, banana bread. Yeah. I remember that gross gym that we went to. And I said, I'm not going because of COVID. And you were like, do you remember this gym? I, I have an idea in my head okay. of which one you're talking Me, about. Me, you, and Shireen went to it. And it had different stations. Yes. Yeah. And we went to it one time and it was disgusting. And you're like... Let's go back. And I said, no. Yeah, because it has very little points on class pass. It's cheap. And you said, no, you were like, if it goes somewhere, it's going to be at one of the bougie gyms because, you know, those people are traveling internationally. And I said, that's not how disease work. <laughs> Wait, can like, we just talk about like, <laughs> that's like the opposite of people being like, once I go to, if I go to a nice place, like, y'all you know, be safe. I'm just like, yeah. don't go to those nice places. Stay with the, de- we're, we're saying domestic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, (laughs) I just like looking back on all of it, like I don't want to call like you're 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 a hypochondriac, but you're also just very germ aware. Like and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I was thinking about this because like today I posted something about people wearing shoes indoors and I was thinking, am I a germaphobe or am I just hyper aware of science? I mean, I think both could be true at the same time. Like, I don't think you're a hypochondriac. Like, I think you're like... Yeah. I'm in, I'm a realist when it comes to... Like, I don't make up things that are wrong with me. That's what no. a hypochondriac is. Yeah, no, no. Like, so you're right. Germophobe is the word I'm mean. thinking of. Yeah. So I don't think that you have an irrational fear of germs. I think you have a rational fear because you have more education mm-hmm. around them. And will I say that on in other prior to this, was it kind of just like a, a little bit of a buzzkill? Yeah. Would I ever not listen to you again? No, 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 no. Like it. Oh, my God. Like just just the you being like, no, well, it's going to be like this. It's going to be like this. But I was just kind of like, I don't like that. So I'm just going to yeah. pretend that it's not that. And then finally you were like, so it is that. And I was like, OK, I apologize and I will not be doing that. There was a video that we recorded and it never got posted of us talking about it. And you were just so lackadaisy. And I was like, no, we got to get our shit together. And. I want to I need to find that video because I just want to watch it. I think it's deleted, but I just want to watch it too. It was me and the guest to right? see the different. No, it was just me and you. We were going um, to do it as a uh, it was just going to be something that we're going to post on Instagram. And we were just sitting on the couch talking. And it was like five minutes long. And I just watched it. We just come back from one of our bathroom trips and I just thoroughly washed my hand. And you were like joking about touching me. And I was like. I'm okay because, like, we just washed our hands. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's bad. Because I think the lockdown was the next week. So then no, we're like, like nope, not pushing this. I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. No, but, like, I have to say that, like, I love her manager to death. She's a hypochondriac. She is a hypochondriac. And so when the only two people in my life who are, like, really talking about this thing, also, to be fair, I don't have that many people in my life. So, like, it's the overwhelming majority is just... The hypochondriac was kind of discrediting. And I was just like, mm, bah. but I remember she was telling me, she was like, oh my God, this, 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 and this. And I was like, okay. And she was, she was being very extra. And then you were saying something. And like, it was like this little part of my brain that went, hmm, well, 
you know, she, there's there might there's a little that makes me second guess some things that I was like, no, I don't like that. So, you know, I'm glad though that I was able to recognize as soon as shit hit the fan. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, as opposed to those idiots who just like doubled down in that, where it's mm-hmm. like. I don't know anything like I'm uneducated about this and I was blissfully ignorant. And when I could no longer be blissfully ignorant, I wasn't going to be like it was intentionally willfully ignorant. Yeah. As soon as you realize that how bad it was going to be, it was like, nope, we're not absolutely not seeing each other. And yeah, I was, no, I was like, whoa, yeah. this was all oh, a fat no, yeah. fat fucking no. So, um, wow. Oh, oh, what a journey it's been. Yeah. You should watch the video so you can see me with my cute little mittens. Aha! Uh-huh. Anyways, mm. happy 2023, everyone. And this is not our first episode of the year, but it's our first episode we're recording in the new year. Mm-hmm. So welcome to But Am I Wrong? A podcast with two people who, it's kind of hard for me to say, have never been wrong because I just said I like was kind of like, yeah, COVID at <laughs> the beginning. But, you know, <laughs> I've never been wrong this year. I have yet to be wrong this year. Okay. I'll take is that. that impressive? Today is January 3rd. <laughs> Don't tell them. It's been three whole days of being just constantly right. Well, should we explain what this podcast is? How do we participate in this show? There's three different segments. We'll explain them before each segment and let's go. First segment up is called But Am I Wrong? And that's when we pick things in our lives or hot takes that we have that we may be wrong about. Mine. January 15th is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. And in the U.S., the third Monday in January is a federal holiday that we observe Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And uh, this, one's is, this one is on January 16th. So this upcoming Monday. My hot take is that White people shouldn't treat MLK Day like a long extended vacation weekend, especially if they aren't putting in the work towards civil rights throughout the year. You're not wrong. (laughs) So I say this as someone who was a kid that was part of the King team that was a leadership or still is a leadership organization that instills the values of Dr. King. And throughout the year, we would not just talk about making our community better, but we would do volunteer work and community service. And most of you know that I grew up in a majority white area. And at the time when I was a kid, we did not get the King holiday off from school. So the adult sector of that organization, which also included a lot of people that worked in education for the school districts, they would write us a note that we had an excused absence. And everyone on the King team would essentially boycott going to school because why were we there? But it wasn't a day off it was a day on so we'd start out the morning by having like a prayer breakfast with community leaders followed by doing some community service then we had a march on a major street which at the time was called college avenue but now it's called uh, martin luther king jr street when that was in remembrance of all the civil rights marches then we'd have some time to have fun activities because the day is also a day of joy And then in the evening, we'd have this dressy banquet where community leaders speak and thousands of dollars in scholarships were given out to college students, as well as giving people awards for like being exemplary in the community and continuing Dr. King's dream. Because of the work of the King team now, 
everybody in the school districts in Northwest Arkansas get that day off. But it makes me really uneasy to see white people everywhere, not just in Arkansas, but everywhere. I'm including people in L.A. Treat this like it's any other holiday. And I've heard several people in L.A. talking about how they're taking vacation that day. For Black people, I understand we do emotional labor every freaking day by just existing. So if we need to take a little break, go for it. But white people, what are you actually doing to what are you actually celebrating if you aren't reflecting on the strides of the civil rights movement and where we are today as a society and how much more we have to go? And I'm not just talking about like reposting some Dr. King quote out of connotation. Like what actual work are you doing? And do you know that Dr. King is more than just the I have a dream speech? I personally believe that Martin Luther King Jr. Day should be officially the National Martin Luther King Jr. Day of Service. And this was actually started by former Pennsylvania U.S. Senator Harris Wofford and John Lewis, RIP, who um, they co-authored the King Holiday and Service Act. And the federal legislation challenges Americans to transform the King Holiday into a day of citizen action of volunteering in honor of Dr. King. And so the federal legislation was signed into law by President Bill Clinton on in August of 1994. And since 1996, Wofford and Tom Berenstein have been like continuing to do this. But like, why isn't everyone doing this everywhere? And also, like, you just came back from winter holiday break anyway. <laughs> what do you need a vacation from? Seriously. The celebratory part. As a white yeah. person, I'm like, so what are what are we celebrating? Mm -hmm. right. Like, what? Like, what? Uh, yeah, like, well, didn't you go up like going to like a black church on that day? Yeah, that was the first. That yeah. was the first time I went to church in my life, and I said, "Dad, I love it here. I want to come here all the time." And he said, "This is not for you, but I'm glad you had a good time." I was like, <laughs> "This is amazing. I think I believe in God." And he goes, "Again, not for you, but I'm happy you had a good time." Like. I think about that all the time that like if I didn't grow up with like the parent that I had, my mm -hmm. experience and worldview would be like so fucking different. But it's just the definition of like, you know, performative. Like mm -hmm. you don't have to, you should be as a white person. I'm like, we got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. But also like you can like look at all of the work that he's done and been like, oh, wow, this is so amazing i'm going to be inspired by he's so many like had so many fucking like pillars of mm -hmm. community and service and things that like spanned all different things and it's like oh okay how can i even if it's not you want to volunteer in something that's like very specific but like how can i be inspired by this and then do something whether it's you know volunteering whether it's a community outreach whether it's like just doing anything reflective that's not painful. Like that's also still right. like a, a good, like a nice experience. And it's just odd. And it's always, it will always be odd to me too, how the, the misquotes, especially on Martin Luther King mm -hmm. day, where she goes, are you going to add the next sentence there? Because right. the next sentence there is like, what's really important. And um, you're just cherry picking these sort of things. Moral of the story. You're not wrong at all. Okay. I have a hot take. And my hot take is Dippin' Dots are not ice cream of the future. And that's because 
it's the future. I have been a consumer, a, a fan, a viewer, a spectator of Dippin' Dots since they came on the scene however many years ago. Futuristic little ice cream balls. The astronauts eat them. Yeah, so me, as an eight-year-old, I'm literally and figuratively eating that shit up. And I also bought into the marketing ploy that it's ice cream of the future. And here I am, 20-something odd years later, looking around. We've got Teslas. Jeff Bezos is going to the moon wearing a cowboy hat, which I will never get that image out of my head. And we also, we've got electric cars that you plug in and you charge. We have private jets, not personally, that you fly to get from place to place. We have wireless AirPod headphones. I can airdrop from my phone to my computer. I can order groceries on my phone and have them delivered. But you know what's not getting delivered in my grocery order? Dippin' Dots, because they're not the ice cream of the future. They're the fucking ice cream of Six Flags. And I feel lied to, I feel manipulated, and I feel rejected because I'm kind of here for Dippin' Dots ice cream of the future. And I think if Dippin' Dots had more money, which I definitely don't think they do, I think that they should get rid of all other ice cream just for like a week or a day and just replace it all as like a giant April Fool's prank where you want to get ice cream and it's just Dippin' Dots and we just gaslight everybody. You're like, no, this is this is ice cream. Like, this is the ice cream of the future. Like, we actually, like, the calendar year of the future began today. And so, therefore, this is the only thing that's going to be served. Is it the worst marketing ploy ever or is it the best? I am a big fan of Dippin' Dots so much that I made a little jingle to it that went, Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of the future. Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of the future. Big fan. Okay, Whitney. Um, thank you. <laughs> and I like how they feel on my mouth in my mouth. I like the little dots. But do they still say that they're the ice cream of the future? <gasps> Hold up. That's a good point. Let's fucking see. Wait, we're gonna have to go through the the flavors after this. Okay. There's also like, I just have to say, like, if anybody wants hard to find nostalgia, move to Los Angeles because Los Angeles like will not let those things die. Like you can get Dippin' Dots here. I want you to look at the recipes <laughs> and I want it's nice, on the Dippin' Dots. No, the Dippin' Dots website has a recipe tab and I want you to look at it. Hold up. Before we get there, mm -hmm. I just need you to know, I looked up Dippin' Dots ice cream. And I'm suddenly on a website that says getyoked.com. <laughs> and I need to get this link. Show me the link. Oh my God. This is not real. Is this real? They made Dippin' Dots protein. Like, seriously? Whey powder protein. Send it to me, please. Your, your digestion can't do that. I know. I just want to see it. Okay. So now I'm supposed to go to Dippin' Dots and then look at the recipes you send. Mm -hmm. Melissa, this looks like a bad fucking Twilight book club dessert. Everybody just know that it is a New Year's Eve mocktail. And this was definitely taken on a like point and shoot digital camera. We've just upped the, the sharpness. There is no filter. There's no coloring on this. And it is sparkling red grape juice and then half a cup of vanilla Dippin' Dots, which I'm not going to lie to you. 
That sounds fucking, don't lie, that says that says that sound bad. That does not sound bad. It does sound awful. Grapes and vanilla ice oh. cream, disgusting. Okay, well, I don't like grape juice, but I would, if I pictured it like apple, like sparkling apple cider, then that's like apple pie. Yeah, yeah, that, that would could be, be good. good. Gingerbread trifle, it's just layers of different <laughs> dipping dots. The frozen hot chocolate looks delicious. Yeah. Okay, wait, now now it's just saying the original and unbeatable flash frozen ice cream sensation. Your taste yeah, adventure. Yeah, I don't awaits. think it's I don't think they call it the ice cream of the future anymore. I think Do the think future that was so is now. For them? Yeah, the future is now and they're like, we gotta drop it. It didn't happen. And like, you know what? We tried to manifest it and it didn't work. Also, it was invented in the nineteen eighties. So like they really hung on to that future thing for like a mm-hmm. fucking while. Cause I wasn't born until the nineties and I wasn't having dip and dots until Probably the late 90s, usually probably early 2000s. Shut the fuck up. Hold up, Melissa. You can't even store this in a home freezer. It has to be yeah, stored under... Yeah, you have to have the Dippin' Dots freezer. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. Wow. So I also think that their mascot, I think it's supposed to be Bigfoot. And it's pretty cute, but it is a little alarming. And I just, again, I don't know if... Is it Bigfoot or a Yeti? So are those different? I think so. Because I think Bigfoot is usually like forest up and then like, or the abominable snowman. That's what I mean. So all three of those things are not the same thing. I think Yeti and abominable snowman may be the same, but Bigfoot is different. Are, are Yetis real? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Bigfoot and the Yeti slash abominable snowman are not the same. But mm. the abominable snowman and the Yeti are the same. Okay. But they look a, the, one one I is like the cold water the cold version, one's the warm version. One he's wearing a summer hat, one he's bundled up. Mm-hmm. AKA he just grew some fur. It's just it's just hard for me to follow the lore of all of these giant mystical huge furry beings living in the forest that none of them are real, but the fact that there are separate lores and myths of these different ones bigfoot and sasquatch are the same yeti and abominable snowman are the same that makes sense i kind of i kind of want to get because they have the franchise information and i kind of want to get just one of the little freezers and sell (laughs) different dots out of it is that gonna be our next like is franchise it we're gonna franchise because they have different ones you can get like an actual storefront you can get a food truck or you can get the little freezer or you can just like have it for catering or fundraising maybe we should add it to our future food truck with yeah corn dogs and turkey legs and dipping dogs we're, mm-hmm. we're getting the it, underrepresented fair, fair foods, foods. <laughs> well i just want you to know that if we want to go we could go to westfield and santa anita we could go to West Covina. West Covina. Covina. California. California. Or we could also go to Ontario Mills Mall. Shout out Riverside, baby. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I have such passionate feelings as someone who frequented Ontario Mall. The mall right here in Fayetteville has it. <gasps> that's where it first happened. What's your favorite flavor? I like chocolate and cookies and cream. Like, that's my favorite flavor across the board anywhere. And then if they had nuts, you know, throw on some nuts in there. I was a chocolate or I sometimes would do half chocolate, half strawberry, which I liked. Or 
if I was feeling wild or if I was with someone who I knew wasn't going to finish theirs and I could, we could swap, I would do banana split, but I can't do too much banana split. But it's like yeah. fun. It's like a crazy experience. Do you like putting the balls in your mouth and letting them melt or do you smash them down and then eat them? Or do you put it in your mouth and then smash it with your tongue? I think I probably did a combination. I don't remember what it was exactly, but like, I'm not going to just like completely eradicate the ball experience. Like I'm going to let, I'm going to let those balls be in my mouth for a bit. I'm going to enjoy the balls in my mouth. I'm going to roll those balls around in my mouth and then I'm going to eat them. So I'm sure I like, you know, I toyed around with different techniques with said balls, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't just trying to like shorten that beautiful experience. Yeah. See, I, I like the first couple spoonfuls, just the balls, but then you can't really, really taste it when you just no. do yeah. it. So then I smash it, the rest of it. But I like the consistency when it's smashed, too. So consistently, like like none other. It's an experience, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a sensation. It's a, I don't remember the word I'm thinking of, but like, it's performance art. It is a hands-on flavor explosion experience. And I just don't know why Guy Fieri has not like gotten in on this. I feel like it fits with his brand. Flavor Welcome Town. to Flavor Town. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so well, I mean, they did drop the ice cream of the future. It's not listed anywhere on their website. So you weren't wrong because it's really not that I didn't overtake. Like there yeah. weren't a lot of co- I have seen copycats, but I haven't seen enough for it to be considered the ice cream of the future. I don't think it's influencing anyone no it's but just, i love it it's still. more of a novelty yes That's, yes 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 yeah. no one's like dipping dots is like where i want to go for my ice cream unless it's just there no because it's not about the ice cream it's about yeah. the, experience. the experience and yeah i would love to have some astronauts weigh in like but also you- like that uh, this could be another one but that astronaut that freeze-dried astronaut ice cream that like you can go to when you go to the nasa place or i thought it was like i thought dip and dots was like the official nasa sponsor <laughs> no there's a free dried ice cream that they make you believe that it's what because that would you can't take that into space <laughs> you no, can't i take always thought it dots. was so messy but i was like i yeah. guess that's what they do but then they have these freeze dried ice creams that they when you go to the nasa center and then they sell it at some fairs and stuff and they say that this is what astronauts eat and they're like we don't actually take the, eat that either <laughs> it's all a scam if you want just like an ice cream flavor of something it actually tastes pretty good but it's not cold or (laughs) it's kind of creamy no because it melts in your mouth respect to the astronauts and respect Mm -hmm. to the hustle and the perseverance of dip and dots like i appreciate you for not giving up on your dreams and evolving i do think you could evolve a little bit more but we are ready to talk about franchise options (laughs) (laughs) contact us contact link in bio all right let's take a break mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got The Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like, people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. back from our break and right now it's time for but are you wrong and that's when y'all write into but am i wrong pod at gmail.com to tell us about situations in your life that you might be the villain in and we vote but the best part is which we forgot to mention at the beginning of the show is that y'all get to vote on everything that we discuss on our instagram at megan and melissa some when they go Just up who knows check the link yeah check the link but write into but am i wrong pod at gmail.com keep it to 300 words or less if it's not you will get an email back that says tighten this shit up if you would like to include pronouns do always include ages and always include specific examples give us give us a tea give us the drama that's what that's why we made a podcast gossiping about other people's lives like you gotta give us the fucking gossip mm -hmm. writer number one so I'm 26 and use she, her pronouns. Two good friends of mine are getting married. Renee, 30, she, her, and Frank, 28, he, him. We were in the same theater department in undergrad, so I've been friends with them both for about eight years now. I was at dinner with Frank and other friend of ours, and the wedding was brought up and he asked me to be an usher. He then started telling me that the other usher is someone he has been family friends with since childhood, Mark, he, him. Frank felt bad that he didn't ask Mark to be a groomsman, so they came up with the idea to add ushers to include him. When thinking about who to add as the second usher, they thought of me. 
I don't know too much about weddings, so I don't really know what an usher does in the context, but I am happy to help out, so I said yes. Also recently, Renee mentioned unprompted that she didn't ask me to be in the party because she didn't know if I'd be uncomfortable with the rest of the group, which is an odd reason since I'm varying levels of friends with the three of them. I honestly didn't even expect to be in either wedding party and they aren't doing anything huge or extravagant, so I wasn't upset when I wasn't asked. With the backstory of adding Mark basically out of pity and Renee's comment, I can't help but think that's the reason they thought of me to do it too. Am I wrong for thinking that they asked me to be an usher out of pity? Thanks for your opinion. Stay cunty in a good way. Always a good way. Always a good way. I don't think you're wrong for this because they told you that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they weird on their end. Yeah, they just shouldn't have told you that the reasoning behind it. They should have just said, hey, we'd like you to be part because the usher is still technically part of the party. Like we'd like you to be. They're just not part of like, depending on if they're using traditional old school words the bridal or the bachelor party but you're part of you're still part of the wedding party so i think it's weird that they told you the reasoning they should have just asked you and that should have just been it this is weird also what the usher does it depends on the wedding it seems like it's not a very big wedding sometimes the ushers are just like there to greet people when they get there and say hey there's the sign in registry whatever the, the fucking wedding book thing go sign that and then go sit down and that's maybe it. in this age an usher will also have all of the guests do film a tiktok on their way in like maybe the usher is the social media manager of the wedding maybe. this is just so yeah, i'm with you like this is just so odd like i think like wanting to find and give like the people in your life who you're close to kind of like a special like thing for your wedding mm -hmm. to kind of show the whole point of that is to show that you really care about them or is supposed to be. Sometimes people do it because mm -hmm. like they're like, I need some people to help out and it's yeah. more about me. But, you know, yeah. in, in a lot of cases, they want to be like, I want you to feel like you're not just a guest. I want you to know how important you are. But then you can't say that it was essentially like, oh, we were trying to figure because like I could see it worded in a different way where it's like, well, you know, like. We can't we don't want to have too many like people in the wedding in the bridal and groom party again if you're using those terms because they only have like like partner only has three and I can't add more to mine and like it would just make everything unbalanced and there's not really enough room to stand up there. So we're trying to find other things that have significance emotional there for us to like let the other people in our lives who we would be up there with us. Like that is totally fine and an assumed thing when I think people are giving all these other kind of mm -hmm just titles that aren't necessarily like, oh, I need you to make me a wedding cake, like right. that are just more, you know, not ceremonial, but like whatever. Ceremonial, I guess, like titles that just don't, they don't have to mean, they're more yeah. of an emotional Because I've been to weddings where like the ushers really didn't do anything, but it was more just to include them into the party. I don't know if I've ever been to a wedding with ushers, but I could, every wedding I've been to could have had ushers and I just didn't really notice. Like it's, yeah kind of a vanity it can be of any mm -hmm. wedding party title can be just a vanity title mm -hmm. but in order for there to be some vanity there you need to polish it up you need to shine it you need yeah. to not make it imply it's a pity not even a uh a, uh implied they specifically said it <laughs> no i know but they specifically said it was a pity essentially a pity i invite for the other person and so then therefore mm -hmm. 
they it need would to be scrounge it logical together. to infer that mm-hmm. the secondary person would also feel that. So not wrong yeah. at all. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Love you and want to wish you both happy holidays. I, they, them, 21, don't know if I'm wrong for this, so here I am. For context, I am POC and my partner, she, they, any, is white. I'm a Sagittarius and they're a Scorpio. I study ethnic studies, so I spend a lot of time analyzing, reading, theorizing about colonialism, imperialism, racism, etc., etc. I'm very outspoken and make my opinion pretty known. So when things rub me the wrong way, best believe I'll say it. This has happened a few times where I'll make remarks like, white people are so weird, or I hate white people, categorically, not individually, you know? And my partner takes it very seriously and gets a little offended. She'll ask me why we're together if I feel that way. Other times people will do say fucked up things. So I'll be like, yeah, that was racist, colonial, imperial, or I'll rant about systemic things. And my partner will respond with, yeah, that's fucked up, but seems hesitant to name how it was fucked up. I think this has to do with her whiteness and privilege. So is this a me problem? Am I wrong for saying that I hate white people and that they're weird? (laughs) Am I wrong for thinking that she hasn't fully truly grasped the gravity of the situation? I am 98% sure I'm right all the time, but sometimes I can be wrong. So thank you for reading. And I hope you're both getting some lovely rest of the holiday season too. <laughs> uh-uh. No, you're not wrong. Uh-uh. That's like us talking about men. Like <laughs> That's what I was exactly going to say. Like, And you talk about white people and I talk about white people. As like, a white person, like we are fucking weird. Like white people are weird. Like the whole thing of like, oh, white people don't shower. They're unclean. They don't wash their kids. That's a fact. Is it a weird fact? Yeah. But like that doesn't, this whole notion that like, your partner needing to feel like they need to separate themselves like that to me is kind of a red flag because if I'm mm-hmm. like oh my god fuck Andrew Tate fuck all men and Moss goes whoa 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 I'm like I'm sorry you're equating yourself to Andrew Tate like that's what that means or if you're talking about like oh wow fuck that rapist fuck all men and it's like whoa 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 and it's like again so I said I'm talking about a, a rapist here and and obviously the generalization of men who are sexually abusive and you find that personally offensive red flag red flag yeah so like not all white people (laughs) not all (laughs) white people but like this is just uh no like this is just like so fucking embarrassing like imagine just being like if like imagine if you said like i fucking hate white people and i go well what about me like what do you want to cancel the podcast because i'm white like do you not want to do this anymore do you like not want to be friends with me like it's just so backwards and i'm not telling you to like you know dump your partner but um that whiteness privilege like yeah that's what's coming into play here and that's like the depths the white fragility but Mm -hmm. The fact that you're literally an ethnic studies major and this is like a reoccurring conversation either they're going to learn or they're not. And I think like, I'm not a big fan of ultimatums that I'd be like, okay, you are becoming one of those weird white people. So like, can you like get your shit together? Or like, I'm done. This is an example of white people being weird. Have they read White Fragility? It's not that long. Take the book, read it. No, Like, come on. Like, this is just, this is a prime example of white people being weird. Mm -hmm. We are weird. We are weird. White people. Mm-hmm. I was just about to list a bunch of like weird, various weird white people. We're good. We know. All right. <laughs> My turn to read. Number two. Hi, Eminem. I'm 26 year old. She, her pronouns. I broke up with my ex-boyfriend, 32 year old. He, him pronouns in December of 2021. 
We dated for one year and three months. Oh, I should say trigger warning on here for sex offenders. We dated for one year and three months and moved in together after nine months way too fast. I know. Trust me. I know. We broke up because he hid from me that he had three DUIs and a conviction for the sexual coercion of a minor. So, yeah, he's a sex offender. I found out when he tried to hide a piece of mail from me that came from the state police for him to re-register as a sex offender for the year. I broke up with him as soon as I found out and we lived together, moved out two weeks after the breakup. Here's the thing. I left behind a couple of items that I would like back. I'm moving out of the town we both live in and I want two specific items I left behind. My skis and a mirror my parents gave me. It comes from our home country. We immigrated to the U.S. when I was 13. One of these items is very sentimental and the skis are expensive to replace. I don't want to see him again to pick these items up. Would it be wrong to ask if a friend of mine could swing by and grab them for me so I don't have to see him? What would you do? Thank you. Love the pods. I've been following Megan since 2011. Hope y'all are doing well. It's a very long time. I'm so sorry. I don't think you're wrong for asking a friend, but I just need you to make sure that the friend is comfortable going over there. And they should know all the information. They can't just go in there without knowing anything. They need to know all the info. Yeah. Like, I would without a doubt do this for a friend, but, like, I would ask questions. Be like, oh, okay, like, was there any violent history? Like, do you Mm -hmm. think that there's a chance that, like, he could get physically violent because I'm just going to bring more people with me and Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a friend who's got like got their cell phone out and ready to dial. Like that's I'm going to make sure that like I'm protected when I'm Mm -hmm. doing this. And I still even if I didn't even if it was like, oh, no, I don't think he would be violent. I'd still go with, you know, backup and have multiple people there and all that. But I don't think it's wrong at all as long as they're informed of like what is happening and if not i've heard from tiktok and reddit that local biker communities love to be Mm. able to like help out specifically like women but people who are in situations where they might potentially be in danger or have been around someone who is like abusive sexually or emotionally or not that that's part of i don't want to say their creed but maybe it's just like a social kind of norm within those groups to be very open and people just like really kind of just reach out cold email cold call cold reach out talk to them and ask if they could help out and they just it's something that like they I guess like do a lot so yeah that could also be helpful and I'm sure there could also be any other like organizations in your area if you I'm sure you could honestly even call like a domestic violence shelter and be like hey so this doesn't fall under this necessarily could you point me in the direction of someone some information on like what's the safest way for me to obtain some of my possessions like whether you have your own personal advice or you have a connection to a different organization that might be able to like help me out Mm -hmm. because all that stuff is like so intimately connected and a lot of people in who, who work in those fields will like know that and then be able to either offer you information or direct you to people who can. Yeah. But fuck, that's like, oh my gosh, that's horrific. Yeah, it really is. Mm. But it's just, I mean, I I just, you know, not that you're blaming yourself at all, but those kinds of sick people, we all think that like we would know, but 
most people are going to know they're being like abused or like you're going to know your abuser. And so many of those people like live among us are people's family members that people like had Mm -hmm. no idea about. So not knowing is not like a personal like failure or of ignoring of any sort of like red flags. Like that's just how our society is, is that like it's not hard to blend in. Right. All right. Dear Megan and Melissa, I need help settling a debate between my boyfriend, 25, he, him, and I, 24, she, her. We've been together for two and a half years and been living together for one. I'm a teacher, so I'm currently at home this week on winter break, relevant because I'm not usually home during the day. Yesterday, I did some of our laundry, and when he got home from work, I was finishing the last load. When I was putting it in the dryer, I noticed that his AirPod Pros were in there too. I felt bad, and I told him immediately. He wasn't mad, but thinks I should have checked the pockets of his pants before washing them. But I assumed that they were ready to go because the pants were in the hamper about to go into the washer. Also, this is the second pair of AirPods that have gone through the washer the first time he was doing the laundry. So I'm wondering if I'm wrong for not checking the pants before washing them. Should I replace the AirPods? Would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. I've got feelings on this. (sighs) I think that it's like low-key. I kind of think it's equal responsibility. Like Mm -hmm. I think like... If you put something, if you don't empty your pockets and you put them in the hamper, like 50-50 chance that it's going through. And like, you can't blame anyone else but you. But if you're doing the laundry and you don't check the pockets, I also kind of think that you didn't, you didn't all the way do the, do the laundry. And if that's the case, just do your own laundry then. Like, that's something that I will empty Mats's pockets if I'm doing his laundry. But if I don't want to do that, I'm just then I'm not going to wash him. And like it's doing a thorough job. You can only really do a thorough job when you you were there for every step of the process, including like taking the clothes off and like throwing them in there. So I think in that case, it's not a nice gesture to do someone's laundry if you're not checking the pockets. But I also think that if they don't empty their pockets when throwing them in the wash, then they kind of have, they, they don't really have any grounds to be upset that it went through the wash. So like, yeah. it's kind of sticky. I agree. It's, I think, yeah, it's his fault, but it's also your fault because he should have emptied his pockets first, but also part of doing laundry is checking pockets because you never know what's actually in your pockets. It could be a pen in there that could explode mm-hmm. in the washer. Like there could be anything. You could even, you know, five find a five dollar bill, finders keepers. But there's there's just a lot that go. Laundry is so annoying. Like it's yeah. so annoying that we have to do this. Um, somehow I ended up on laundry TikTok and I saw this girl that like has a bar of specifically formulated soap that she that. like shreds up and then cleans her jeans with this brush and i was like you're doing too much and that's that bar is a dollar i know but also to me the jeans look the same (laughs) like she's like this was washed through through." and i was like the jeans look the same to me (laughs) but anyway as far as replacing them i go 50 50 on it but again it's still his fault too and i think he's looking for some place to give the blame to because he's already done this before. Well, like, that's what I was going to say. I think 50-50 if he, if he hadn't done it before. But you're on a teacher salary. And unless he's on a less salary than you, I don't. I think the fact that he's done it before kind of makes it so like, no, I'm not going to pay. I, that's not my responsibility, you know, to pay. Like, 
because he could have just as easily done that done again. the same thing again. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the solution here is like, if you're going to take the responsibility of doing someone else's laundry, you know, you have to do you have to do the full job. But if you're going to let someone else do your laundry, you have to do your job, too. So like mm-hmm. both equal, I think, equally at fault. But I don't think that you need to offer to pay for it. I think if you have the means to pay for half of it, like, sure. But if you don't have the means, like, I I think it would be, like, a an overly generous gesture that, like, you don't have to do. All right, we're going to take a break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. We're back. All right, now it's time for But Are They Wrong? A.K.A. Rachel of the Week, A.K.A. Woad of the Week. This is where we pick someone in the world that is awful and present them to you all. And mine this, this, this week is, deserves all the shame there is. Oof. Mine is Akon. The singer, I don't know when the last time he let out a song, but he was a guest on Joe Budden's podcast. And as men with podcasts, we know how these things go. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, but most of it's a quote, but then I got tired of transcribing it. Man don't create life. Man, we're gods. We're the ones that create life. A man right now can create a life without a woman, but the woman can't create life without a man. Man are the kings and divine of this universe. Women can never compare to the man. Women don't create life. They support the creation of life. He kept going on and on, but that's where I stopped it. Does Akon have a womb? That's where I was getting at scientifically. I mean, of He's talking about cisgender people, so we're going to talk about biology, biologically people that have uteruses. All we need is sperm, like, and then that's it. Where is he going to grow a baby? You need an incubator, buddy. He's. I mean, he did say I could put put my sperm in an incubator, but you're still gonna have to get the eggs from somewhere and you you need an incubator and eggs we just need sperm so who who is really who did, really needs who did akon unintentionally say fuck gender roles and fuck the binary because like so okay yeah like for sure but just I mean, like, did he watch Kyle XY? Like, where is this coming from? Like, does he think he has like a, you need, he will have a vat of amniotic fluid? Like, I just, this is like a sex ed has failed again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Akon got locked up. They won't let me out. There's just a lot of things about this man that I just don't want to know. And this is one, he disappeared for a while, but for some reason he's back. I don't know if he's promoting anything, but I'm not buying what he's selling. I'm just like, Akon. He also, like, used his brother and cousin to 
when he was booked for live events and would just send them because they look exactly like him. So, like, yes, smarter, not harder, but still, you're, he's been scamming people for years. Oh and they God. just lip sync his so- songs. Oh, my God. It's not even just appearances. It's like perf- Melissa. No, actual performances. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Akon, like, that's actually sad that you're not famous enough that people, like, wouldn't, like, really know the, the, the difference. And they do. I will say they look exactly alike. But still, I'll send you a picture. Still, fake fans. If they're not even. Yeah. Re- wow. You know what I need? I need someone to do this desperately. I need someone to do a Netflix special that is sex education for T.I. and Akon. Like, I just need a bit. I need Z-Way to bring these men on her show. And like she did CRT with those parents. Like, I need her to do sex education because like, huh? Like, what? Like, hmm? Huh? Hmm? Like, yeah, I'm here for like, you know, being inclusive in our terminology, but I don't think that's what you meant. Mm-hmm. And I think you're just really confused. Do you know where babies come from? Like, I feel like he thinks that like you poop out a baby. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to say something about a stork. I just don't, don't understand. Yeah. You'd think for these men who like are all about like spreading their seed and like furthering their line and all of that shit. Like, you'd think they know they'd publicly hate women a little bit less when, you know, you need someone with a uterus to carry this and or you 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 do a quick little Google search before you just yeah. talk like that. There was a point where he disappeared and the reason why he disappeared was he said it was because, you know, he had enough money and then he went to Africa and was providing like electricity for all these countries there and i was like okay cool like take your money do what you need to do and then he pops back up with all this nonsense and i'm like yeah. go back yeah. go do your philanthropy. electricity like come on like, right. we don't need this Mm-mm. you suddenly decided that this is more important honestly sometimes men make themselves such easy targets for ridicule yeah i don't know if maybe they don't know we have they have google as well or do you think the alpha male means that, like, oh, Google I is programmed I- in my mind. Like, I don't need to Google shit. Like, I just know it innately because testosterone. Exactly. That's exactly what they do. Mm. It's really wise. As someone with a uterus, I hope one day I can have someone with a penis carry my child. <laughs> right. Wow. Agreed. Okay. Okay. Well, your turn. So I would like to nominate... Someone who I could have nominated her. She stays busy. She stays busy. She stays controversial. She works. She takes no days off on being an ultimate piece of shit. Brittany Dawn. Woo woo woo. So no clue who this is. I've known her name and I knew her face. She looks also a lot like that girl who like filmed her kid crying when their dog like almost died or I think the dog ended up dying and then was like posed for a thumbnail and it's like wait no look more sad like all so they look the same it's a fine mix-up to make because you know they're both they're both shitty but Brittany Dawn has been an influencer creator for a very long time and I wouldn't say that like she's controversial for clout or attention in the same way that like Trisha Paytas and like Tana Manjo are like 
I would say both Trisha and Tana have had controversies that are accidentally problematic and then ones that are intentionally problematic crafted for attention. This this woman is just living her life and she just also happens to be a horrible fucking person. Okay. So I'm going to start with, I think it's like 2019-ish, just to give you a little bit of context and background on her and why people really don't like her and how these have all been public controversies. So like this isn't like her personal life before she like had social media notoriety. It's important to note how easy it is to find that this person has done all these things. So um, the state of Texas sued her. And this is the first time I really heard about her because she started like a fitness consulting business um, where she claimed to be a specialist in eating disorder recovery and called herself like an ED warrior as well. And saying that she was helping people with eating disorders with her specialized diet and exercise plan. And the Texas Attorney General is suing her, accusing her of misleading customers with eating disorders and promising customized nutrition and fitness plans while pretty much giving everyone the exact same plan. The fees are like almost as high as $300 a person. And she said it was all personalized, not personalized, and also said there'd be like regular check-ins and individualized feedback, which also, again, never happened. Also, she charged shipping fees when... All of the documents and all of the content that you get is digital, which is just what a bull-faced piece of shit scam. So then she eventually apologized for fans and then offered refunds to the customers, but required that in order to get a refund that they would have to sign a non-disclosure. And then when people like lost it, she was like, okay, never mind. So weeks after that, And so she'd been like fitness, wellness, mostly fitness, like space prior to this. But a couple of weeks after all of that shit came out, Attorney General, she announced in a YouTube video that she was going to pivot from health and wellness content and instead said that she felt her quote unquote identity in Christ and her social media profiles change to focus solely on Christian content. And when we're talking about Christian content, we are talking about problematic white woman Christian content. So... You know, the 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 faux, quote unquote, like relatable sort of things like that kind of format, like the Lele Pons, like, you know, Facebook video. But for white Christians who probably also subscribe to QAnon theories, like that's the genre. So she also runs a women's retreat where she and her husband baptize women in bathtubs, cost about $2,000. She also celebrated publicly over and over again when Roe v. Wade was overturned. These are some other random, just to give you more context on her. She starved and neglected a a whole horse. Not that it's okay regardless of the size of your animal, but like a horse is not a pet. That's an expensive thing and not everybody owns a horse. And that's like a, huh? Like, okay. One of her pets also routinely like just disappear. One of her dogs, quote unquote, escaped in their backyard and was injured. So her husband, who is... I think was law enforcement at the time, but he might have already been ex-law enforcement at the time, just shot the dog. And again, we know this. <laughs> like, it's not because TMZ followed around. Like, that. this is the stuff that she shares about her life. Which takes us one step closer to the current grift. Throughout 2021, she documented her efforts in helping a homeless man named James. So she said that he had visited a church to donate the only money he had left, which was 15 cents, had to sign it as a goodwill. And she was so motivated by this gesture that, you know, she and her husband were like, oh, you know what? Like, we have to take him in. Like, this is a sign from God. And they gave him food. 
and shelter, a place to stay, clothes, all while convincing him to join their specific church. And then in December of this year, which is how I saw this TikTok, uh, Harriet Berholtz, aka Leave It to Harriet on TikTok, basically talked about how at this time, Brittany Dawn started a GoFundMe fundraiser for this man, James, back in 2021, which to raise money for, uh, to receive treatment for his addiction and at a rehab facility. The campaign mo- raised more than $25,000, but the facility that he was sent to is free. It's a Christian free rehab center. There were no medical experts on staff and it's claimed that the subjects, it's inpatients to quote unquote forced labor as a way through working through substance withdrawals. So, and then apparently after James had completed this program, Brittany cut all ties with him and no contact. So this is, I think, from an interview that he did where he is revealing this information. And then to add icing onto the cake, suspiciously, only a a couple months later, she had an incredibly lavish and expensive wedding. And some might say, it it seems that some of that money might have come from there. So this takes us to today. She's been very open with her fertility struggles, and she shared that she had a chemical miscarriage in April. And then in July, she talked about how she decided that she wanted to foster. And then in October, she also had another miscarriage. And I just want to say, large disclaimer, I'm never going to accuse anybody of like lying about this. And I've seen some people are like, oh, she was probably lying about this. You know, bad people have miscarriages. Good people have miscarriages. Fertility struggles and trauma is very real, regardless if you're a good or a bad person. If you're a bad person and you have suffered multiple miscarriages and have fertility trauma, it's going to make you an even worse person. Like that's going to fuck you up even more. And that's not something that I garner. It sounds fucked up. I don't garner sympathy for people who are already shitty people who then weaponize their circumstance to double down on being really fucking shitty as an excuse. Like it's, there are lots of people who are not able to have children who don't do these things. Mm-hmm. So she announced that she's fostering. People have so a lot of valid criticisms to the fostering agency, basically saying that like, there's no fucking way they did the due diligence and let her and her husband foster a baby. So here's where we get to her husband. Her husband is a former Kansas City, Missouri police officer who was sued by the ACLU for using excessive force against a black man in 2013. So she responded to someone's comment on Instagram about this saying, my background check came back perfect. Thank you. I'd be cautious believing everything you see about someone on the internet, a gossip forum, and especially manipulative news stories. News stories. You know, because, you know, him getting fired, like for sure, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't think he was even fired. I think he got a severance package and was like gracefully let go as they do. And the ACLU just, you know. <laughs> you know those grifting ACLU. You know, they just took time out of their every day because they have so much, you know, targeted attacks. No. They've got so much fucking free time. And people just are, have just said how she's been conducting herself as a foster parent. Like, she's filming, but, like, you know, cutting out the foster child, which, yes, is what you're supposed to do. But she also apparently, like, posted a photo with the family. And I think she only blurred the kid's face, which is not okay some might let you do that but it's like 
morally not it's a very gray area and like i mean morally it's a very black and white area and legally it's more of a gray area but it's not like oh yeah this is for sure allowed and people are okay with it she also was posting all these like affiliate links for like the baby stuff that she has she posted a video like crying about like oh like when you're ready to be a mom and like you're gonna have to like give the baby back and it's like well yeah it's not your baby like fostering the point of the goal of fostering is the ultimate goal is reunification when safe and able like or placing a child eventually then in family like it's having a foster child going to a random person like if you're doing this like oh like i'm just like testing out these babies and like shopping for which one i'm going to adopt like that's not what fucking fostering is she also has included personal details about the uh infant on tiktok including that um they're suffering from substance abuse withdrawals so or i guess substance withdrawals yeah. So the theory on Reddit is that she went through a anti-choice organization that has pressured a parent to give birth and that they will take care of the baby because mm-hmm. as much as like CPS has a lot of issues and, you know, they don't catch, they, sometimes they focus on the wrong things and they don't catch the right things and severely underfunded and like it's just... No one has like a, a amazing, perfect experience with CPS, even people who work there. So sure, it could have slipped through the radar, but like it didn't like this is there's no way that this was through a any sort of legitimate non-denominational organization because like like this is you Google her and this is the first thing that comes up. So feels also very intentional that uh, the implication is that the child's birth mother is dealing with addiction and therefore is going to go to someone who has definitely not had a background check or was thoroughly vetted for this because they're maybe not thinking that that birth mother is going to check in and stay on top of all of this. Like, this is just so... This screams alternate uh, organization with shitty and really sketchy intentions mm-hmm. okay that's it we hope you enjoyed the episode right in for our segment also don't forget to vote on our instagram i am pretty committed after this week this week that you're listening to this episode i'm committed to this is officially my new year this new year new me no i'm just like i'm taking i'm thinking this is going to be the week that everything's on time and i'm going to be done recovering from my 24-hour road trip. I don't even know if I'll be ready yet. I think it won't well, Melissa, be next If you're not ready, I won't be ready until you're ready. But I'm still not, I'm not back in LA yet. So I. Oh yeah. So we actually, we've got a couple more days. So just know that by the time that this episode comes out this week, I'll be back. Okay, everybody. I don't get to back till Saturday. So then I still need like a week to settle in when I get back. And you know, I was sick before I left, so I didn't no, get to so you, do all my, like, deep cleaning and stuff. Like, my house is in array. Like, it's messed up. So, I did enough to clean the kitchen, because you can't oh, leave kitchen good. stuff. But, yeah, it's just going to be a minute for me to just get settled back in. Well, let me know whenever you're settled back in, because I'm just going to wait until you're ready. Okay. for. Because, like, why would I get ready if you're not ready yet? Like, yeah. Why do I need to rush into things? Yeah. I don't want to be hasty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All Shall right. we circle back next week? 
Let's circle back. Circle back. Bye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.